0: Howdy, Aggs. Welcome to the tailgate. AP here, talking Aggie football. This podcast brought to you by Frida Homes, Building Aggie Dreams, freedomhomes.com. Go check them out. Everybody loves their homes, so go get a good one uh folks don't forget to email us at agstailgate at gmail.com visit us on youtube facebook instagram check out our little clips on instagram um uh, subscribe to the youtube channel uh get all those things done let me know what you guys think about the show comment things you'd like to other topics you'd like us to, to hit on you know or a specific segment you think would be interesting uh also got a problem with the lighting you got a problem with the video Got a problem with the voice. Hey, I can't change it. Sorry. Uh, we're going to dive right in to Mississippi State. However, let me just start with this one little piece. Uh, Anaya Smith, man. Anias, 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 Anias. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know how much I love this kid. I think he is the heart and soul of this team. He's the heart and soul of this offense. He will do anything and he does it all very well he will block he will run he'll catch the football he's always open the dude brings it on every freaking play he's out for the season we're gonna miss him more than that though I feel bad for him I feel bad for him because he came back this year he came back this year to try to get this team over the hump did he come back to improve his draft stock I don't think so I think he did it to try to get this team over the hump to be a leader so that we can start to turn this program into a top 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 program and unfortunately he's out for the rest of the season love this guy I look where whatever roster he ends up on next year assuming he doesn't come back whatever roster that is they're going to get a hell of a football player and he's going to make a difference he's going to make a difference love him nice man uh real quick recruiting bring in another big time big time defensive lineman it's dude is a beast something he's the best player in texas you know the dude the dude can go add him to the collection of incredible talent we've got on that defensive line. Unfortunately, our defense coordinator only plays three of them at a time, but, um, but he's a great addition to this group. So good to see him. Good to see him on the board. We do lose a couple of wide receivers, very understandable considering that, you know, Jimbo doesn't develop wide receiver talent. um, Hasn't got one drafted uh, since he's been here. I don't think. And uh, they definitely don't, don't get any stats, so not a surprise. Uh, moving into Mississippi State game Saturday, three p.m. in Starkville, Davis Wade Stadium. Um, so Mississippi State about is three and one, three wins over teams that are probably not great competition in Memphis, Arizona, and Bowling Green. The one loss to LSU, obviously, that's a big one uh, in conference in division. So 31-16, to 16, lost to LSU. The score does not show sort of the level of game that it was. It's sort of in the, you know, you think that LSU sort of ran away with this thing. Really and truly, this was a ball game right into the fourth quarter. There were some turnovers by, by Mississippi State that, you know, let that score get away from, from them a little bit. But overall, it was a very competitive game. Um, and so for us, in our matchup against mississippi state you know defensively they're going to run let's start with the defense right defensively they're going to run 335 basically they 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 sort of sometimes shift into sort of a 425 with that one of those linebackers up on the line and bringing them off the edge but for the most part that's sort of their look they they do the 335 and like to get pretty creative in what they do As far as some of the blitz packages and different things, especially on pass downs, early downs, they're a little bit more vanilla rushing three. Those guys aren't really those defensive linemen aren't really exactly big time pass rush, but they hold up well. And so their goal is to hold up, you know, hold up on the on the offensive line. Those linebackers are the next level there, and. When it's a running play, that, you know, the linebackers sort of bigger guys, physical guys, get downhill. So when they see run, they go. There is no, there's no hesitation. They're downhill runners. Uh, you know, what you got to do to sort of hold those guys back is sort of give them something to hesitate about, meaning, you know, whether it's a little bit of a pass set, whether it's a draw, whether it's, you know, screens some different things, but you got to, you got to hold them back because if they see run, they go. Uh, That means you can also try to take advantage of that in the passing game with some play actions and different things. They're very aggressive, very aggressive in the secondary. Number three is pretty good outside on the corner, but you know, they don't have the, they don't have just incredible level of athletes um, in the secondary. They're not, they're not top, top-end defenders out there, but they're sound. And the other thing that they are is they're not going to get deep, deep, right? So they play deep. They play deep. They'll give up underneath stuff and make, come, make you go make a play. They'll come up and make a tackle. Um, their biggest thing is don't give up the big, the big play. And they've been pretty successful at it um, this year so far. So obviously that's a big part of what they do. They, you know, as, as we look at this in a matchup against the Aggies, what, what are the Aggies going to have to do in order to, in order to be successful offensively? Well, like I said before, it's actually a pretty good matchup for the, for the defensive line because, you know, they're def, they're for the offensive line because their defensive line is not, not going to create a ton of pressure, right? So they need to stick with it and you stay, you know, stay with it, make sure you're moving your feet as, as sort of an offensive line. Um, But a lot of those early down situations, you're talking about a three man line on any pressures where the difficulties come in is if you get yourself into bad situations on third down into passing situations, then then that's where it gets a little tricky because they will bring exotic blitzes using those linebackers coming from different places. They'll overload one side. They'll bring the nickels, the corners, you know, the safeties. They'll do all those different things and then play – sometimes play zone behind it, sort of a, a zone blitz look, uh, or um, at times play some man with a, a safety deep kind of look. You know, so they'll do some different things on passing downs. Key for this offense, avoid those downs, right? So what does that mean? That means first and second down. You've got to perform on first and second down. The running game has to be effective. Last year, we lost to this team, right? We struggled scoring a ton of points. We did have some rushing yards uh, against them. But if you go back and look, the rushes were three big rushes, three big plays, right? And then for the most part, they, were, they held us to an average under three yards carry. If you take a look at, if you take out those three big plays. So for the rushing attack this year, you've got to be a little bit more consistent Do we still want those explosive plays. Yes, we do. A chain, you know, getting in there and doing his thing. But on top of that, we've got to be more consistent on the down to down basis. This offensive line has gotten better every week. Hopefully they continue to do so. Um, they struggled with this front last year because of the fact that the zone scheme that we use very prevalently is, is hard against those head-up techniques. It's hard on them because they don't really know where you're attacking, what gap you're going. So, they're, you know, as they're, as they're moving that defensive line, the combo blocks become bigger and bigger. One thing we've talked about with this offensive line is, they, those combo blocks have been a little tricky because we've been leaving a little too soon, right? It's almost like we have to be more patient on that offensive line, stay with things, and then let those second-level defenders get in the mix before, you know, before we come off. So if they can continue to do those things, that that's going to improve. But here's the other part. Because of their downhill play with those linebackers and their aggressive nature, you want to use the tight end you want to use some two tight end sets. You want to use some two back sets that's going to allow you to create better surfaces on the run, more double teams up front, and, and allow you to do uh, some more things with your running game. Not necessarily constantly running zone, but maybe bring in some more gap scheme, the power, bring in the sweep, pulling those guys. Um, as well as maybe even some man play with some lead action, manning up on those defensive linemen and coming up at, uh, to the linebacker. So um, a couple of things that, you're, that you want to see from Jimbo this week are, will he use those, those formations and bring in those extra blockers to attack that front? And two, now scheme-wise, will he implement some draw action, right? Because, like we talked about with their linebackers, they're downhill players. Downhill players. So, when they see the pass action, all of a sudden it slows them down, they're backing up, and now you can go attack them. They're not going to, you know, they're they're playing the three-man lineup. All of a sudden, you're going to have some space. Jimbo doesn't run the draw. He hadn't. So, will we see it this week? Will we see it this week when it's going to create an advantage? The other piece is they did show some, show some vulnerability against the quarterback run as well against the guy for LSU. That's a pretty good athlete. He made some big plays. Well, Max isn't that level of athlete, but he is serviceable. That doesn't mean go run max, you know, 15 times, but give him a couple of carries uh, maybe a quarterback draw also look, you know, where he can create a little bit of space and go get you some yards. Um, and those are the types of things on early downs that they need to do to consistently, consistently set themselves up for third down and shorts, third down and manageable, and avoid all of those very exotic blitzes that Mississippi State likes to bring on those passing downs. Uh, otherwise, offensively, bring once again play action pass, right? We, we talk about how aggressive they are with their guys when they see run. When they see run, they go. Okay, so what do you do? Well, you, you're going to have to sit in there and use some play action when they're in there, come in right behind them, some routes over the middle. So last week we saw some of that play action underneath. Max stays in the pocket, get them good protection. All your routes are on the outside. We don't want that with the play action. We don't want the outside routes with the play action. You've just affected the middle of the field. You've just affected the linebackers, the safeties in the middle of the field. Attack that void, right? Better job of scheming that up. Better job of executing that as well. We need to get some of those plays in to slow down the aggressiveness against the run. On the other side, once again, we talked about it before. They started to use it a little bit. Bring in the boot. Get Max out from underneath the, from behind the offensive line. Get him on the edges a little bit. Some easy throws in the flats to the tight end, Green. That man, that he was big last week. You know, um, continuing to use him in those ways. Maybe get a back out of the backfield on those opportunities into the flats um, with some different things. So, also Max has some opportunities to run in that if they if they cover everything up. Go get you five, six yards, get out of bounds, get, do what you got to do. But using that play action into the flats, and then obviously with a, a guy over the top, you may want to challenge your safety at some point um, to, to, to get some plays there on early down play actions. Uh, finally, you know, for this offense, obviously the receivers, you know, what's going to happen with Nias out for the season. He's not on the field. Somebody's got to step up. Look, we already know Evan Stewart is a hoss, right? That guy's going to continue to do what he's doing. We got to get him some opportunities down the field. I think he he'd be a great, you know, he'd be a great guy to send send on a post, on a post, on a play action, and try to hit him over the top. We tried a couple of those last week. One with Moose, one one with uh um Marshall. And, you know, we overthrew both of them. Let's see if we can get – let's see if we can get Evan Stewart open down the middle of the field on a post. And, you know, part of that is that if you get the play action that slows the development of the play, well, you know, you don't want him too far down the field. So, you know, make sure that we're running those routes to where we're, we're giving him a little bit of a run fake, have him slow that thing down, and then come out of it and go. You know, it's all about the timing of the play. If he's not, you know, he doesn't have to be, you know, 40 yards down the field because Max ain't going to get it there. Um, but with regards to, to some of those uh, receivers, Stewart's going to have to be the primary guy. And they're probably going to focus on him. So now that means who are your secondary receivers? We talked about Green at tight end. He continues to get better and better every game. Um, and he made some plays last week. But the other guys, who's replacing Anais? How about Yo Keith Brown? How about Moose Muhammad? Both of those guys are guys that can make plays and, you know, have similar skill sets to Anais. Not, not the same, but similar. Uh, they can attack the middle of the field. They're shifty. They're good in space. So being able to get those guys the ball underneath and have them come out and pick up some of, the, some of those plays that were meant for Anais that are normally meant for Anais that's going to be a big part of it. what now, you know, a guy that's sort of been lost in the mix over this year. hasn't really gotten a lot. You know, Muhammad last week was his first week really getting on the field. You know, he looked, he looked like it was just his first week on the field. He needs to continue to improve in those areas and get a little bit more comfortable, obviously with max and the other receivers and how they're running those routes and communicating those things. Um, he should get a bigger role this week and continue to get look better, but we know he can make big plays. How about Preston? Preston's another guy. Guy hasn't been on the field all year, hardly. That guy's a playmaker. He showed that last year. He makes big plays. He, he loves, you know, the physicality of the game. And, uh, you know, he's pretty dangerous with the ball in his hand. Another guy that can step up in an analysis nice absence. You know, I love Chase Lane. The dude is a, a leader on this team. Um, and he works his butt off, but he's not the same level of talent as some of these other guys we're talking about, and he doesn't create the same level of separation on his routes as some of these other guys. I think Preston would be a bigger target, a better target. He'd better create a little bit more explosiveness. Um, so does he get involved now uh, as well? We talked, you know, Marshall is in the mix as well. You know, he's a big-time big player, but, you know, you, you just got to slowly work him in in his limited route tree right now as a freshman, as a freshman, right? Um, So those those are the things that we need to look for out of these receivers. You don't have to force the ball to those guys, right? Use your guy, A-chain. Let him run the football. Let him get in there and create plays. Off of his success, turn it around and push the ball down the field that should be the strategy against this defense some of those down the field plays may turn into that underneath route in the middle because of their coverage where they they really do work to prevent the big play so that's what you got to look at offensively for Mississippi State i mean it all begins and ends with Rodgers the quarterback you know three year starter over there already uh He's, he's not a huge arm guy. He's a very quick-minded, gets the ball accurately out to his wide receivers, lets those guys go make plays. So he is the guy that runs the show over there. He, obviously, they have all the little audibles and things that they do, the checks, depending on what that defense is showing you. He's going to be the guy that runs the show. But, but he's not like Van Dyke. Like we saw earlier in the year, he's not like KJ Jefferson. Jefferson runs the show, but he's a more physical presence. You've got to take care of him in the the running game. You know, Van Dyke had that big arm. He's going to challenge you. He was going to challenge you with his throws. Roger's going to challenge you with his his mind and his accuracy, right? Getting the ball to the right players. Seeing where the the weaknesses are in the defense. And so... Now it's a different sort of ballgame. Can he run some? Yeah, he can run a little bit and he will from time to time, but he ain't, he's not going to do it very often. And he's about like a Max Johnson as far as an, as an athlete's concerned, you know, getting on using his legs. Um, so that's not, you know, no need for a spy this week, right? We use a spy up most of the day uh, on last Saturday. Um, that's not, that's a different concept this week. No spy. We're just going to play straight up um if he if he ends up beating you with his legs and you know winning the game that way you know that's that's something you're just gonna have to live with uh on the outside and I think this is the strength of this offense aside from the quarterback dude they've got some big dudes on the outside uh pretty good zero uh is is really good he's six two uh and he's 6'2. He makes some contested catches. He likes, he likes to make plays with the ball in his hands. I mean, the guy's a pretty good ball player. On the other side, they got a 6'5 guy, leads the league, I think leads the team in, in receptions as well. You know, so they got big size on the outside. They use them, they let him go get it on the outside. They love to the show, throw the uh, the comeback uh, route on the outside. Um, the inside guys a little bit more slot type receivers, you know, they get them the ball quick. They use the receivers on a lot of bubbles, on a lot of uh, bubble screens and a lot of tunnel screens. You know, they're going to use those matchups. If you show them, if you show them blitz, they're going to try to get the ball out quick, quick slants, quick outs, all those things. On top of that, their offensive line, Leach normally, normally very good with the offensive line. Their offensive line has been pretty poor so far, they allowed a lot of pressure against LSU. So their changeup is they got to get rid of the ball quick, right? Leach isn't going to let Rogers sit back there and get annihilated. That's not what he does. He's, so he's going to get the ball out quick, which means that your secondary is going to have to play up on the ball. They got to play up on the ball and be, be, be ready to play now because they're not going to hold it. They're not going to hold it. Their offensive line will not hold up. LSU was killing them, killing them. The fact of the matter is, you know, we haven't done a great job of bringing pressure a lot, but we haven't done a great job of bringing pressure. But at the same time, we've got the guys up there to do it. And so implementing some of the different blitzes that we started to see last week against Arkansas from DJ Durkin, um, and allowing those defensive linemen to get off the ball and go, I think that's the opportunity that we have at this point to really create some pressure because it, behind an offensive line that, that has struggled, you know, you gotta, you got to do that. But the other side of it is, is your corner, are your cornerbacks playing back? No. Well, because what are they going to do? If your cornerbacks are back, they're going to get the ball out quick and just let those playmakers go make a play. you got to bring the coverage up and force them force him to uh, make a play over the top of you or, you know, hold the ball to where he's got some pressure in his face. If he beats you down the field, if he beats you down the field, then, you know, that's probably something you can live with, but you can't let them sit there and just take whatever they want five yards at a time because they will continue to do it over and over again. That's, that's just the way it is. That's how they beat us last week. Little pass, little pass, short pass, short pass, short pass, short pass. Um, in this case, you got to take those away. Maybe you leave one safety deep to help on some of the over over the top stuff, and man up your best unit, your secondary, which is your best unit right now, with depth, with experience. You know, guys that can play that have shown they can play. You got to go give let those guys have an opportunity to to continue to do that. So. Um, Last part of it, the run game. We know Leach, he loves to throw the football, and he's going to do it. They're going to throw the ball 40 times. Um, That's fine. However, what we've noticed this year is that Leach has been running the ball just a little bit more as a result of, I think, that offensive line struggling as much as it has. They've actually started to use some of the running game, especially if you show – you know, uh, sort of a defense that's sort of backed up, right? So giving them that – giving them the inside with a three-man line, those types of things. And they've got two tailbacks that have looked pretty good. You know, uh, Johnson leads the team with 234 yards. Uh, Marks has scored all the touchdowns. He's more of the goal line guy. Um, And I think, you know, so they've got a couple of guys that can make make you pay on some of those things. And remember, Leach on third – And fourth down, fourth down, he doesn't care. He'll go for it. Fourth and one, done. It doesn't matter if he's on his own side of the the 50. So always have to be ready for those things. you got to, once again, win first and second down, force him to third and long, and force them to have to hold the ball so that you can create some pressures and do those types of things. We've talked about it all year. I believe that this defense is better with defensive linemen on the field, four of them, instead of the three man line that we've been using a ton of. Uh, but maybe this week the three man line is actually something that uh, helps us match up against obviously that four wide set that 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 Leach is going to implement all all day. Right. Um, I still think I still think you have to use some of that defensive line. And maybe it's a, it's a four-man line. It's more of a dime look, a four-man line with only one linebacker. We know that our linebackers have struggled some. This is a game in which those linebackers can easily get lost throughout the game because when they're in zone coverage, they're just covering grass a lot of times, right? They're just covering grass. and not really doing a whole lot there. And if they're in man coverage, sometimes matching up against those wide receivers, that's going to be a bad matchup. Um, so you're probably better off if you got two linebackers on the field, you're probably better off bringing them, create pressure. Obviously, you know, one of them can be covering the back, but there's no, there's no spot needed here. Um, and, so, and so implement the things that are going to make them more successful. Russell had a better game last week because he was more aggressive. He was downhill. They sent him a bunch on blitzes continue to do those things. Make sure he is aggressive or take him off the field. Take him off the field, man up Cooper on the tailback and and use 60 dbs um against against Leach in that in that offense. Um, so there's there's options with Richardson, with Chappelle and the way he's 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 taken on the run with Antonio Johnson, guys that you can feel pretty good about not being any less physical defensively uh, with one less linebacker on the field. So some things to think, to, to look at, you know, versus using three down linemen and two linebackers where you're pulling one of your strengths off, off the field and in the defensive line and adding one of your weaknesses in another linebacker. I, myself, like our talent up front, Fidel Diggs has got to come out, have a big game. Uh, Sham- uh, Shamar Stewart inside, I think, has to have a big game. What's the status for McKinley? He, obviously, he makes a huge difference. Uh, what's the status for Rakes? Shamar Stewart on the outside, he's, he's really come on the last couple of weeks. Can he put pressure? Um, some of those things, right? Those guys are going to be a key. But also, Walter Nolan getting more reps than he did last week. After he's come back, he's looked great. Let's continue to let him play a little bit. Him and Shamar, uh, him him and Shamar Turner, inside is a great combination. What's the status for Rakes, right? And like I said, McKinley. Will McKinley finally get some time on the field? I know he's still struggling with some of the injuries. We'll see if he can get back on the field and make some plays. All right, so offensive player of the game for the Aggies. Who's it going to be? Well, the easy answer is A-Chain, right? Easy answer is A-Chain. He is the basis for everything we do on this offense. Uh, I would expect that to be true. How about a surprise performer? Well, I'd say Green. Obviously, with Anias out, tight end maybe comes into play a little bit more. He started to make more plays last week. He's looked really good, comfortable in the passing game. You know, maybe have him hit the seam a couple of times and be able to get him open in that with a play-action type pass. Um, also on the boot action, some stuff in the flats. I mean, I think the guy's a perfect weapon for that sort of situation. Um, so I think that he could be a surprise, a surprise performer this week. On the defensive side, you know, I think the probably the obvious choice is Antonio Johnson because he's always a good choice as player of the game. Um, I'm going to go with Gilbert this week at the other safety spot. I think Gilbert's been playing excellent. I think this week he may get a pick, um, you know, flying as sort of the, the free safety in this on this defense, helping out those corners. If we can get a little bit pressure up front, he may have a couple of opportunities to go get a ball. Um, I've been impressed with the way he he's come downhill and, and taking care of business that way as well. So I'm going to go Gilbert to just come off, you know, Come off of Johnson. Johnson, I still expect a big game from, but you could probably name him the Defensive Player of the Game every week. Uh surprise performer. I'm gonna go with somebody up front. We'll go with somebody up front. Um, and I think maybe I went with him last week. Uh but Shamar Stewart. Once again, I think he's getting better and better every week as a freshman. Um, and you know, he's a guy that is probably gonna end up being one of the better pass rushers this year. Um, so hopefully on some of the matchups where he's where you know, where he's coming and in those passing situations where we can make him hold the ball a little bit, he can get to the quarterback, sort of finish, get a sacks, maybe cause a turnover, maybe cause the pressure that throws that that causes a bad throw uh, you know, for an interception. So Jamar Stewart, a guy to look look at. Score prediction. Well, as we said, the spread is three and a half. Mississippi State, favored by three and a half. I actually like this matchup. It's interesting. You know, last week, last week, you heard me say it. You know, I I didn't love the matchup against Arkansas. We ended up making a big play at the goal line, returned for a touchdown that changed that game. This week... I love this matchup because I think our defense has an opportunity to match up very well against that offense. The strength of our secondary, I think, helps us, right? They're not going to pound you, pound you, pound you like App State did, like Arkansas is going to, like those types of things, right? They're going – so now they're going to attack a secondary, which is the strength of this defense, and everybody should be available, right? Harris is available. Smoke Buoy's is available. Chappelle, Jones, George. You know, you got Gilbert, Richardson, uh, Anderson, Antonio Johnson. I mean, they're all there. There, There's a ton of depth. Use those guys. Get them on the field. Let's play strength on strength because I think our guys are better. And for that reason, I like this matchup. I like this matchup. Now, defensively, I don't like the matchup a ton. For our offense, I don't love the matchup because Jimbo struggled last year against this group. He, He really had a hard time you know, with, with what they were doing. He did, not, he did not lean on the running game, bring in more bodies into the running game. He kept, he kept trying to, you know, spread this thing out. The fact of the matter is he needs to come back to two tight end sets. He needs to come back to two back sets, one, one tight end set, and get downhill in the running game. He's got to get downhill in the running game. Win on first and second down in the running game. Um, if he does that, if he does that, you know, we may be able to get some good things moving eventually in the passing game as well. Honestly, we know what our offense is, right? It struggled. It struggled all year. Jimbo this week on in his press conference has said, look, we don't need to change anything. The players just need to execute better. So he wants to blame the players for that. He doesn't want to blame his system. His system has been underperforming for the last 10 years because he hasn't had a top 35 offense in 10 years. Um, But yet he still thinks it's all the players fault. We'll see if he starts to change that tune this week. I don't see it because of his commentary, but hold out hope, hold out hope. Um, For that reason, you know, I think this is a low scoring affair, right? I'm, I'm uh, I'm looking at a 20-17 to game, maybe 20-14 to game, Uh, somewhere in that range. I do think the Aggies pull it out because of that defense. The defense ends up making some plays, gets us a short field at some point. We can get that thing in the end zone. And hopefully our kicker can put some field goals through the uprights because I think we're going to need some of those points from from him as well. Um, And then a big play from A-Chain. You know, and, and, and that's sort of going to be the difference. Uh, I would take the under all day, every day, because I've seen this offense play. I've seen this defense play. That's the way we win games. It's all about the under. That's, uh, that's what I expect. But go Aggies with a win on the road. Now, we don't play as well on the road, but I think that's what's going to happen. Let's find out, because this is the biggest game of the season today. Last week, biggest game of the season, Arkansas. This week, biggest game of the season, Mississippi State. Next week, we go to we we got Alabama, right? So, you know, every week turns into the biggest game of the season for, through this stretch. If you lose today, next week's not as important. You got to go win. Got to go win. All right, make your bets. All right, Kentucky, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is minus six and a half, fifty-four 54 over under. Look, Ole Miss is not tested yet. They've played a bunch of cupcakes. They haven't gone through the rigors of what Kentucky's gone through already this season with some tough games. I think Kentucky wins this one on the road. Uh, take the points. Take the points, and, you know, you should be successful. Bama, minus 17 and a half at Arkansas, 61 over under. You know, once again, Bama's looked real good against – underperforming teams against sort of scrubs, right? They last week beat the mess out of somebody. That's, that's fine. Bandy. This ain't Bandy. Arkansas is coming off the game with a and that tough loss where they, you know, obviously they had some issues. Uh, they had some issues with the, you know, and, and, and lost a game that, you know, for all intents and purposes, statistically they won. It is what it is. I think this is a close game. I think Bama and Arkansas will be fighting it out at the end in the fourth quarter. So take the 17 and a half points, take Arkansas, uh, um, take take Arkansas to cover all that. LSU minus nine at Auburn. I think Auburn's horrible. Auburn's horrible. LSU's looked very, a lot better. How about that? LSU's looked a lot better. They've had some good games. FSU, they lost that game, but in reality, they're probably the better team. They bobbled two punts um, that gave FSU the opportunity to score um, and lost a tight game. Auburn, on the other hand, hadn't really showed you much, right? And all year long, you're going to hear about the fact that Harson was probably getting fired. So what's he, what's he really got, you know, and are those players really bought into what he's doing? Uh, They, their quarterback play has been poor. um, And I think that continues this week, take LSU, give the points. Georgia minus 28 at Mizzou. Mizzou's horrible. Uh, Georgia's really good. However, Georgia has, has – has, this season has played down to its competition at times. Um, when it's a big game, Oregon against the former defensive coordinator, they come out and crush it, right? Um, so when they're motivated, boy, they can do some things. Question now is are they going to be 100% motivated against the Mizzou team that hasn't shown anything it's really not that good? Um, if they are, they'll cover the 28. If they're not, it's probably pretty close. I'd still take Georgia. Uh, Washington minus three at UCLA. Washington having a pretty good season. Uh, the former I think the former Indiana quarterbacks over their pennicks, um, Really looking good. UCLA has had some struggles. I'd take Washington, give the points on the road. Michigan Iowa. Michigan's minus 10 at Iowa. 42 over under, take the under. Iowa doesn't score period. Uh, Oklahoma minus six and a half at TCU. That's a tough one. Oklahoma obviously coming off the loss against K-State. That's a big one. They got to come back and bounce back. How does Venables turn that thing around, especially defensively, which struggled last week? What do they do? TCU undefeated. Look, they're looking good. They've played some pretty good football so far. Now they're going to step it up in competition. Can they continue to look good? Um, I would take Oklahoma. But I'm not going to put a lot of money on uh, Purdue, Minnesota. Minnesota's minus 12 and a half. Minnesota's been really good this year. A, sort of unexpected. Take Minnesota, give the points. That's the way it works. Texas Tech, Texas Tech and Kansas State. Kansas State's minus eight. Uh, Kansas State just had a big win. It's had a big, big win over Oklahoma, but they've dominated those guys there at home. No, so and Texas Tech with a backup quarterback, I would go Kansas State. Uh let's see, we've got another good game in Oklahoma State. Baylor minus two and a half. I like Oklahoma State coming into Baylor and winning that game outright. Winning that game outright. Uh Baylor has had showed some weaknesses this year. Wake at FSU, FSU minus seven. It's over under 65. Uh gotta watch the weather. That's number one. You gotta watch the weather because Uh, If they're affected by the hurricane on Saturday, then you probably want to be careful. If they're not and they're going to have a clear sky, then I will take the over. Both of those teams can put some points up. Uh, NC State at Clemson. Clemson's minus six and a half. NC State's probably not getting as much respect as they should. They've played really well this year. Clemson, obviously, last week showed some some issues with that defense. Um, I may take the points on that. Uh, I expect it to be a tight game. Questions from the tailgate brought to you by Carney's pub and grill. Good times, good drinks, good people. Uh, last year, Rogers threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Does he get to 300? 217th. The most Aggies have allowed this season. I don't think this guy gets to 300. Um, I expect it to be a lot of short passes. Um, you know, he may get close, He may get close because they're going to throw the ball 40 times, but I don't think he gets there. He definitely does not get to the three touchdown mark. Um, So especially if the defense comes up and challenges the receivers up at the line of scrimmage, I think that will take care of a lot of that. Last year, the offense ran for 178 yards on 31 carries against Mississippi State. 110 of those were on three plays, 68 on 28 carries for the rest of the day, 2.4 per. Can they be more consistent? We talked about it earlier. They can be. They can be, but it all depends on whether we bring the, the right scheme here. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, last week we started using a lot more power, a lot more sweeps and things like that. Continue to do that. Use the power, use the tight ends, bring in the two back sets, use the sweeps uh, coming off of that. Uh, A little less zone, zone running, a little less zone running and uh, just bring the power to I wouldn't, you know, I mentioned it earlier too, use the draw, use the draw because of, you know, to those linebackers just a little bit when they're downhill guys, you know that's going to give you an advantage. Maybe a little bit man scheme and use a little bit of lead, you know that's not something that we that we've done at all. But you know that could be a, 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 a trade off against the defense and is playing the style that they are with that three man front and that three three front, right? So that gives you some some things to do. So can they be more consistent? I think they can. I think it's going to be on Jimbo to make sure that he's implementing the changes he needs to in order to do so formation-wise, and scheme-wise. Guys, that's all we got. Gigum, AP, signing out from the tailgate. Peace.